What's going on, everybody? It's BJ here to introduce part three of this series. And um, I'm really excited to hear and receive some of the feedback that I am getting from the listeners and supporters of what is going on so far. Thank you guys so much. But part three is today's episode, which is going to be called The Bad Guy Versus the Villain. Now, we as men have all been in this position to where we truly think that saving ourselves in a situation is sometimes the best move because a woman is going to still be treated like a lady no matter what happens. Even if she's the worst of person or character, um, there is still a potential that she's going to still be treated like a lady no matter what. And sometimes as men, we envy that. So we do whatever is best for us to protect ourselves. So I presented a question. Which guy would you rather be? Would you rather be the bad guy or the villain? And in my mind, the bad guy is oftentimes a position that you can't escape because we all have a bad guy in us, that guy that makes the best decision for the overall situation. And a lot of times that's not going to be what makes the woman happy. So you have to accept that you're going to be a bad guy for even doing a good thing. But then there's the villain who still does what he knows to be wrong and will continue to do so without regard to the morals and the integrity and the dignity that we discussed in part two when no one is looking. So you kind of have to follow through with the way in which you truly feel about your character and your morals as a man versus your feelings and ego as the man so we have this conversation and i have this conversation with my brother dj brainstorm from the dmst podcast i've been knowing him for years and i've kind of seen who he is on surface and a plateau so it's like i i get two instances to see him on top and also have come up with him in the same space of creativity and i can honestly say that to me when it comes to him he has never changed Let's get to the conversation, man. This is part three of the accountability series that we're going to call the bad guy versus the villain. Welcome back, everybody. I'm grateful to be here with part three of the ability of accountability that we are discussing within what I would like to call the ability series. This series is to challenge men and ways and things that women don't believe we have the abilities to do. And they're right to a degree, but truthfully, we weren't always taught these things in our upbringings. But we are also serving notice that it will not be because of them that we will change either. These are things that we have to decide for ourselves first. So me, BJ, the host, is having some real conversations with some brothers about how we feel about our abilities as men and i got my brother storm to most of you that know him y'all know him as dj brainstorm of the drunk mind sober thoughts podcast to discuss some areas of accountability with me what's good bro hey what's going on man i'm glad i could be here glad i could sit down and talk to you yeah man it's long overdue i know we uh we typically migrate back and forth you know since we so close to each other you being yeah. in cleveland and me being in Detroit, but you know, COVID is kind of interceding for a lot of the traveling that I would typically do. So normally, anytime I do anything with y'all, I would have pulled up. Yeah, you know we we always face to face. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So it's interesting that this is how we 
you know, get together, you know, and I mean, it still serves a purpose, but it's mm-hmm. just, you know, not our normal. So, you know, um, I'm just super glad to, you know, touch bases. What's been, you know, going on with you since the last time we seen each other? Uh, well, we just, uh, we're just still out here working DMST. We're, um, uh, working on a new venture that we're going to announce. Well, it'll be announced soon. Um, and then we're, we're just doing the show. We're working on our nonprofit, our young gifted and black nonprofit. We're trying to, in the starting phases of, um, trying to develop some type of programs that we can work with some kids in the city here in our city of East Cleveland, um, like a scholarship program and thing like that, things like that. So, um, we're just working, you know, one thing at a time. I kind of think that like, well, it's not even that I kind of think I know for a fact that like you guys have, you know, been one of the most consistent groups of you know creatives that i've known to be doing this it seems like anybody that can get to 200 plus episodes to me like that just shows hard work to me you know what i'm yes, saying it's, it's a lot of dedication man and uh yeah. we go through a lot of different things personal wise you know like all of us do family issues and stuff but you know we still find a way to pull up on sundays and uh you know get that show done yeah definitely definitely but um for you guys listening if you um you know, just so happen to not know everything about DJ Brainstorm. This is somebody who I can honestly say at the core is a good dude, you know, and um, we've been fellowshipping for years now where, you know, we have like our little like football rivalries and things of that nature. But like on the surface of him as a man, I can like vouch that this is a dude that is good and, you know, has the nature of a good person. So, And these things that we're doing with the Ability Series, what we're trying to do is help those people that do not necessarily have the resources of friendship and, you know, social settings that, um, you know, may just, you know, grow up as a regular human being with not many outlets. We try to provide them ways to get the lessons that we weren't taught when we were younger about the abilities that we needed to have as grown men. And um, one thing that we're going to talk about today that I think he's going to be perfect for is um, we're getting into a part of our reputation. And um, of course, reputation means a lot to a man when it comes to relationships, women and all of those different things. But we never really place any care or concern on the negative reputation that we can also gain from chasing after those egotistical parts of what our reputation has. So I want to talk from the topic of the bad guy versus the villain. Mm. And it's um, it's kind of layered because it talks about the differences between the two. And in this instance, we know that there is a difference when it comes to issues and interactions with women as well. Now, when it comes to the bad guy, we can resolve him to be a person who just is accident or error prone. The guy who is not as considerate of all the parts of his humanity or relationship spectrum. He's just the fuck up. Just, you know, naturally. Like, you don't intentionally do things to be a bad guy. It's just what happens because he doesn't have or he lacks that guidance. The villain is a person who is completely aware of all of his flaws and issues, but still will wreak havoc 
on people that crosses his path or threshold to his bedroom. And as men, there is a bad guy and a villain in us all. And a lot of us have been made to feel like pure fuck ups because no one has taken the time and patience to talk to us about these things in detail. And now we resent everybody who neglects us and we terrorizing the world with all of our unfiltered and unnurtured behaviors. So mm -hmm. have you in your life felt like you've ever been either of these two characters? Um, man, when you first sent this to me, I was just like, man, BJ is really getting into something with this one. Because uh, like on the surface, you'll think it's just a flat out negative connotation both ways. But like you just broke it down. Um, I, I feel like I've been a little bit of both um, at, at, you know, at different points in my life, because there are times that I'm in relationships with, with people and you know, it's, I think I'm doing the best I can do. I know I'm just being me. Um, I'm not intentionally going out and trying to cause a problem or like you say, wreak havoc, wreak havoc in somebody's life. But, you know, by me just being me, you know, I fucked up relationships. Uh, mm -hmm. People that's in this podcast game know that I've, hell, hell, I've been vocal about it on our podcast. You know, I've recorded episodes about it when relationships has ended. Um, and, I think in some cases it's been because I was just me, you know, unintentional in my ways and my errors and things like that. But just by me being me and my personality, um, the way I approach things, the way I look at things, um, it's fucked up relationships. And then there's times I've been just trying my best, that villain type of character. I'm just trying my best, um, trying to promise the world, trying to give the world, trying to do this, trying to do that. And then that still wasn't enough because maybe that's not what that person needed. So I think I've been a little bit of both at, at different points in time. Yeah, I have personally been both of these characters too. And the one that feels the worst is the villain. That's because... Oh, I agree. Yeah, that's ultimately because the satisfaction I'm seeking and receiving is not enough, even once I finally get what it was that I was striving for. And I realized that because I'm still grieving the fact that the advancements are not coming from the person I initially expected it from. So mm -hmm. no matter how many people gave me what I've always wanted after that initial person, I probably either fell in love or um had the strongest crush on. It still wasn't enough because the person that's given it to me is not the person I wanted it from. So, um, so he almost like empty. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, this is what's supposed to come with the territory of who or what I believe myself to be deserving of. So, you know, healing being absent from the process is partially why I was able to villainize myself mm -hmm. in that way for so long and terror mm -hmm. terrorize the people that, you know, of course had to, you know, suffer in the the immature or the inabilities of me to kind of navigate those feelings. And to me, the bad guy is just the person who has flaws that he has yet to correct or find answers to. And mm -hmm. like I said, we all have that guy in us, but um, it's a different conversation when the villain is the person that you become because a lot of who we are as the bad guys in our life could be shifted if there was a little bit more support 
within the brotherhoods and from our women. You know, because when a bad guy is a bad guy, it's just like he's written off. You have mm -hmm. to take that time to, like, get your shit together in a sense. But, like, when a woman comes with baggage, it's like we're supposed to be understanding of that nature in a sense. So, yeah. like, how do you think for the bad guy, like, how do you think that person goes about that process of unlearning the mistakes and possibly getting to the healing that he would need considering there's nothing set up for him to use as a resource to the trainings that he may need to move himself forward um i think a lot of that starts with um like we may not have that the the well not everyone may have the full access to different things um resources like therapy and things like that where you can actually sit and talk like with a licensed professional uh, about mm -hmm. issues that you have going on but within your circle of friends you have to have people that hold you accountable yeah, um, and I think I think that's important when you when you're talking about your circle people speak a lot of times about um, you know how they can't hang with a certain type of person or you know how in their circle you know people will call them out on stuff but like do we actually do it I mean, or do we just say it because that's the cool thing to say? Like, when is the last time you really saw one of your people's doing something and you didn't check? You know, you kind of just like, yo, that's kind of not the right thing to do. Um, yeah, and that yeah. same thing can be applied to like relationships because we all talk about them. You know, we may we may not talk about what's going on in our bedroom per se, but you know, there's times that you that you'll talk to your boys about you know something that's going on. Your girl that made you mad about something. Um, you discussing an issue that you know that you was right on or something like that. Um, and thankfully myself, I can say that. And within my circle, my friends are telling me like, like, Mo, why did you say that? Well, why did you right, do this? Right, like they'll right, literally right. check me on something and they'll be like, yo, I feel you, but I know why she reacted this way. Cause you did this. Um, so I think a lot of that starts with the accountability within ourselves and within our circles. Um, if we, if we don't have people around us that we are comfortable around enough to, to be completely honest with, and we know that they're solid enough to give us sound advice and check us when we're doing wrong, then we got, we got some, we got to get better at that. You got to find a better group of people to really surround yourself with. Yeah, that's, that's very true because, um, that's actually, that was actually my process. I think that what ended up happening for me, because I was able, and I don't think a lot of guys are fortunate to have this happen for them in um, this space that we're talking about. But um, I was able to identify where the villain in me was like stemming from. And it was from childhood growing up. Like there were times when I was considering myself to not be to the level or the standard that I had saw fit for myself because I grew up in a single parent home and it was just me and my mother. And um, one of the things that I, I, I kind of found very early in the elementary and middle school days was that appearance was everything, you know, mm -hmm. even then, you know, like, you know, as kids, you don't really have a whole lot to, I mean, use for like leverage other than how you dress at that time because yeah. you're so young. So, um, I knew that I didn't have the abilities to dress as well as a lot of the other kids because it was just me and my mom. So it was some fresh niggas growing up. And I looked at, you know, fashion as an indicator of worth, 
when that, you know, was happening. And at that time, I didn't feel like I had enough. So my bad guy came from internalizing a lot of the things that happened to me as a youngster. So Mm -hmm. once I get a job, I'm only focused on my appearance strictly while failing to develop everything else. Like I'm not learning how to talk to people. I'm not learning how to relate to people. Mm -hmm. Um, Deal with conflict. Yeah, like deal with your own insecurities. Like none of these things are priority except for the thing that hurted me the most in that time was just appearance because developing, that's all that seemed to matter at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, I got to a point where it's like, okay, now he fresh as hell, but he boring or don't know how to hold full conversations. or You didn't have people skills. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because the people that I was trying to kind of be in the mix or the mingling areas with were my intimidation areas too. Like I'm I'm trying to fit in with them for all of what they have that I don't. So I'm kind of intimidated to really talk to them because I already feel like I don't fit in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a really flawed concept that a lot of us were handed down to because I knew I knew that like growing up that was something important to me that I didn't have, but now you become an adult and it's that same, that same thing today where you got to look to part, you got to have your shit together. You got to have all of these things. And so you are now dealing with grown men still being challenged with young boy issues that have still have not been resolved in a sense, Mm -hmm. because you're trying to feel like, you kind of feel like, why can't this person see me as a human being? Why can't you just see me as a good dude? And so naturally that bad guy, that flawed concept of what a bad guy is becomes a villain because now you just to a point where you saying, fuck it, because there's no, there's no end goal or no, no kind of support system mm-hmm. for what this feels like. So mm-hmm. Like, what do you think is the biggest issue for men in terms of how that bad guy kind of transitions into the villain? Like, what is the what's the question I really want to ask? Because I know that, like, villains are just bad guys who haven't been paid any attention to. Mm, So what like what do you think is the the way to catch the bad guy before he gets there? to the villain point because Um, he's only uh, to me he he only appears to be a threat once he becomes whatever his idea is like let's just use me for an example now it makes no difference to the issues if I was to get all of the clothes and the fashion while I'm still a bad guy because again I'm still not developed in a sense, but what tends to happen is the villains become successful or the villains become better off. They come into some type of money and they're already bad people before they get the things that they naturally wanted to accomplish in the beginning. So it makes them even worse. Like, how do you prevent from getting to that point for a man? For me, I I think what you have to do first and foremost is is know yourself. Mm-hmm. And a part of a part of knowing yourself. Well, let me equate it to me because I, uh, I like I've been in in therapy for about a month and a half, going on two months now. And 
what I realized going in or after I've been in there for a while is that I know a lot less about myself than I thought I knew. And by me not knowing myself, how am I presenting myself to people? Right. right. So I'm approaching these relationships where I'm thinking, wow, this is the person I am. This is what I'm good at. This is what people like. This is what she'll be attracted to, things like that. But in reality, I don't even really know myself. Like, I'm finding out so many different things of like the aspects of my personality and decision making and things like that. Those, some of those things that probably make me that bad guy at times. Um, mm-hmm. But this therapy is making me see, okay, this is something that's related, you know, like you were mentioning in childhood. This is something Mm -hmm. that because I saw this growing up or because this is how our house was growing up, this is why it's manifesting itself in me now when I'm sitting here at 39 going on 40. And it's really eye-opening. So I feel like first and foremost, you have to find a way to know yourself. Um, And then once you know yourself or a good idea of who you are, I think that as you keep moving through life and through relationships, you have to find a way to heal yourself because um, people got to remember I, I say this a lot of times with relationships. People think or people are always scared to think about the negative that comes along with it. You just want it to be happy and sunny and and birds chirping and stuff like that. But the reality is it's hard work and people don't want to think about that at times. And so when you do come out of a relationship, sometimes when it didn't work, when it does end, you don't take the time to heal yourself. Um, you finger point. You think about the reasons why the other person did wrong. And why, you know, why it didn't work from there. You don't even focus on what you did wrong at times. And I think that what happens is people don't heal themselves. And so you just keep carrying another layer of being flawed into your next relationship. And I think sometimes you have to take the time to actually breathe, to stop and say, you know what? Let me work on myself in this. Because if this person was telling me this is why they broke up with me or this is what they couldn't stand about me. Let me be honest and look in the mirror and see, is this really an issue? Um, yeah, yeah. we think of ourselves as these we don't I, don't I don't think we think that we're perfect more majority of the time but we think that a lot of times if something happens if something fails if a relationship fails that is really ten, tended to not be our fault when a lot of times it can be so i, I just think fit um, know yourself and then fit yourself when you find your flaws yeah that's a, a very great way to start because like when i look at to when i look into the conditioning and whatever that we've that we've gone through like growing up we didn't really have proper guidance for a lot of the things that we are needing now in order to be a little bit more influential to our brothers and then also being considered as proper companions for our women and you're asking guys now to be communicators when there's never been a resource for anybody to be there for us to speak to mm-hmm. or you're asking us to be vulnerable and tell us what's wrong when boys never really had the outlets to display their feelings so everything about what we need to be better today are things that were completely being worked against in our formative years of our lives and true it's not it's not very many of us who are available to those guys to really say, okay, bro, this is what you need to do, or this is what you, you know, should possibly consider because we, we so caught up in trying to stay afloat that we can't be there for those that we know needed exactly what we needed when we were in that same position. 
-hmm. So um, when we as men see our brothers in the struggle, should we step in and be that shoulder that he needs? And if so, how would you personally go about that? Because it kind of leads into another reason why we have to have this bad guy building discussion. So I'm going to just let you answer that mm -hmm. question first. Um, I, I think part of that is just uh, being an ear to your friends. Um, mm -hmm. It's weird. I've been seeing this meme floating around between the Instagrams and the Twitter over the last, I guess, week or so, where it's just like, um, tell your friends you love them and then tell them you love them again and tell them a lot and make it uncomfortable. Like between ourselves as as guys, as a brotherhood, like we can't be afraid to tell our brothers like, yo, I care for you. Like, like bro, I love you. You know, I really care about your well-being. We can't be afraid to sit and talk and just, uh, I mean, talk about what's going on. Talk about life. You know, it may not even be always yeah. a relationship thing or something. It could be, yo, what's going on with work? Yeah, fact. It's, it's just it's just get your mind together. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the issue. Like, we don't have the proper, like, play settings for the emotions that we have. You know what I'm saying? It's like you got to be a certain way at a certain time in order for it to make sense. And I mm -hmm. don't think that that is that's not convenient for our progress. But the reason why I was asking that question, it kind of goes into that. Um, in my mind, I think about a lesson where we inherit, and this typically happens in those bad guy development stages where we think every guy that we encounter is our competitor. And mm. which is a very poor assessment that we need to change in order for us to grow. It's okay to see another guy that may be your brother you it's cool to see him as an inspiration an influence or a role model but in our bad guy course of life we are taught that honoring men in a certain way is like dick riding or copycatting mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so early on you are taught to reject the good that you see in other men and this is also a reason why the bad guys develop into villains because they never they never really become sponges and soak up the good that they see in dudes that they recognize they really want to be because you too concerned with looking like a dick rider. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. you and that shit is weird to me. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, you know, you begin to see the changes as you continually grow because now one of your homeboys begins to mature in life or in love and you become judgmental of the progression because we don't teach from those healthy concepts so that when brothers grow, we could be proud or appreciated because you always look at everything like a competition. Mm -hmm. And this is another way that a bad guy is typically transformed into a villain. How, how likely is it for you to see guys on a daily basis and realize that not only is it healthy to see it, but to also help you gauge those improvements that you need to make. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, that's a part of us. And I, I think we have a real opportunity with us now with, especially with the ages that we're getting to, because people are a lot more settled with their lives and things like that, that we can have a lot more of those conversations where we are checking in with each other a lot more, checking in on mental health status, things like that. Like I said, just just going a little bit more deep than just, hey, did you see the game last night? 
mm-hmm. because as you said earlier, we didn't, we just didn't have those spaces. I mean, when were we ever having a serious conversation as men, as black men, when we were younger? Uh, we didn't start doing anything like that until, I mean, I, I, I can't even put an age on it. Mm-hmm. So it's like we were, it's almost like a bunch of young black men were out there just floating in the wind and the the wind was just these different waves of of whatever we were dealing with that was just blowing us around. And we just kind of getting blown around as it's taken us. We never developed skills to fully deal with the issues like that and um and, and talk about those issues. We didn't have those spaces in a lot of ways and a lot of a lot of homes. And so it's it's up to us right now to kind of change those patterns, change it with ourselves, change it with our young sons. We need to talk to them the same way that we're talking not the same words obviously, but the same way we have conversations with, you know, our boys, we need to do it with our young sons. I have a nephew that's eighteen and I talk to him real. You know, and it's just like, all right, tell me what's going on because I mean, because it's the life, the well, the streets are not going to treat you kindly. Uh, right, right, so right, we right. need to provide spaces for not only for, our, for our, our close friends our age, but also for the younger ones out there where they need to have an avenue too, where they could come and speak to someone that's older, that's wiser, that has, that has a lot more knowledge. And they need to be able to know that they can speak and be open about it. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a... Based on what you just said, I can identify like those spaces where I've, you know, come of age and I realized that, okay, I've made a considerable amount of mistakes. And I do, you know, look at the ones under me and sometimes some of the homies around me. And I tell myself, like, it's your responsibility to intervene between his ego and his mistake. Like, you know, that he's on the way to do the same thing that you used to fuck up and do. So like, those are like those motivational moments for me to say, all right, let me step in and say something. But there's Mm -hmm. a part of this conversation that we also have to consider when our men are trying to man up for women. And there's a part of being a bad guy that is not necessarily a bad thing, but you're probably going to be remembered as a bad guy because you didn't give this woman what she wanted, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And this is where it gets tricky. Let's just say you're in a relationship with a young lady who you know is either not the person you're supposed to be with, it's something about her that just doesn't click, and you realize these things up front, but the only thing that's clear is that you're attracted. You definitely wouldn't mind going to the mm-hmm. next step intimately with her, but you know that everything else isn't right. There's this crossroads a man gets to where he has to decide on missing an opportunity to be that guy to get that ass or yeah. to be that guy that can add that additional notch to his belt. Now, true enough, in the same space, you know exactly what it feels like to be in competition with something or someone else in place of this space that you're in where you can gain, you know, something out of this. You know exactly what it feels like to have a crush on a girl that never looked your way. You know all of these things, you know, but you allow the memories or the reflections of those bad times make you be irrational in a moment where you could truly make a difference for this young lady. And you have to make that decision 
of do I still just take the ass and just move on with my life or do I not give into the chemistry that is obviously there for the lack of everything else that's not there and move mm -hmm. on and let her let her villainize me in her mind for not being that dude to take advantage of her like that's a tough one that's a tough spot to be that's in. a tough one because selfishly i think i think most men still want to go and get that physical part in uh mm -hmm. just being honest being able now not being in that situation right now for the sake of conversation just taking a step back yes yeah, it's, it's it's best to be that person that says okay i'm not going to go there because when yeah. you think about it she you already know she's not right for you you know, basically, you gonna fuck her up, and she's gonna fuck you up in some kind of way, and then yeah, that's going nice. to contribute to you being a worse person, being a even a worse bad guy, or proceeding down that chain towards being that that villain or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, and stuff like that was a decision that you made. You could have avoided that. You could have avoided yeah. all that pain that came with it. It's hard to get out of the way of that physical. A lot of times, though, you know, you yeah, know what they say. Is. You know, you know what men think with. A lot of times, it's hard to get out <laughs> yeah. the way. Right. And then you got your homies that will tell you, like, man, you stupid for not yeah. fucking. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Easy. Like easy. It's it's so hard to to make yourself accountable in a space to where you can really enjoy all of the fruits that have, you know, kind of ripened based on the things that you've been, you know, doing for other people. You mm -hmm. You've probably treated her like a queen, even though she's pissing you off all the time. All of these things that will make the ego of a man say, I deserve this ass. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But you're not considering what does this do for my reputation when she finds out that that's all I went after. And I wasn't really trying to exemplify what she believed me to be. You know and, what I'm and, saying? And bro, it's, and it's just it's just flat out shitty. That's that's. I mean, I, I'm saying it as a grown man. I know, and I know some guys probably gonna gonna roll their eyes at me or whatever. But bro, it's just shitty too. I mean, like you, especially if you you just absolutely knew she wasn't right for you, and you still went down that road doing all that stuff or whatever, like just to get the ass and stuff like that. It's just that's just shitty. I don't care. You, you can't yeah. it, you can't you can't put lipstick on the pig. That's shitty, man. Yeah, facts, facts. So, like, after so long of being a bad guy and you have to understand that you you really are in a vulnerable place. Like, you know, um, a lot of us who know that, you know, we have made mistakes or are still making mistakes, you have to kind of humble yourself in those spaces where a lot of times you got to put yourself on the line and just say it out loud. Like, you know, I know that this is something that I do that I need to figure out how to get away from. Because um, I think that being honest and upfront about who you are as a person gets you the help, whether that be a woman, whether mm -hmm. that be a brother, mm -hmm. that could be anybody. Like, But the thing is, is that we're made to feel, we've been made to feel so inferior about being bad guys that we don't feel like the help is available because typically you would think the person judging you is the rightful person to help you. If you can identify it, why can't you tell me how to fix it? You know That's what I'm true. saying? That's but true. it gets to a point where even with our women, like our women will say, you know, we tired of building men. And mm -hmm. um, I'm getting to that point where we're going to discuss that. But I don't think that no woman has the ability to build a man. You just were a no. part of a man's story. 
you know yeah. and sometimes you're not the the plot or the the climax of the story you're not the most significant part of the story he is going to tell and that bothers you but to say that you built him up to me is a flawed concept and a lot of bad guys are out here believing that they're nothing without women it's very flawed because again people are not realistic when it comes to relationships at times uh, mm -hmm. one of my things with my approaches to them and people may say it's a negative mentality i don't believe it is there's only two things that can happen in a relationship it's going to work or it's going to fail that's 50 50. you flip mm -hmm. a coin it's 50 50. i mean it's just it, that ain't really good odds if you think about it uh right, yeah, people true. need people need to understand that relationships fail so when when you have a woman talking about that she built a man up as i think we we may have even discussed it on our podcast before where it's just the concept that you'll hear women say sometimes too where it's oh well you know i did all of this for him and i did all of that for him and now it's like the person that's next is benefiting from everything else or whatever it's just like you just said bj you were just a part of his story you don't know what the end of his story is going to be when it's all said and done People have to realize that, again, these relationships is 50-50. It may work. It may not work. And if it doesn't work, I know it hurts. But at some point, you have to move on. You just wasn't – you were just that part of that person's story, male, female, whatever. You were just that that chapter or whatever in that person's book that when it's all said and done, you'll have a chapter. Yeah. But we don't know if it will be a good or bad chapter, if it will be tears, if it will be laughter, but you'll have a chapter. Understand yeah. that. And it's so important for us to understand that being a person's – good memory is positive you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. is to know that your time has passed it can be conflicting because it's like you want to you want to really enjoy and relish in every moment you really want to make every moment count but there mm -hmm. are points where i mean even being in a relationship i can think back to certain things that happen and i can give a salute to a young lady that i'm not involved with and i say well this person taught me this or oh i do that all the time you know what i'm saying and it's all not the time. like it's not a bad thing but i just think that like we're so consumed with everything being present and visually obvious to mm -hmm. the world as to what our credit is and what our responsibilities to people are we're so consumed with getting our just due that we you know what it is like, people people can't get over themselves that's that's the biggest yeah. thing. People, we yeah, feel like, yeah. oh my God, they didn't see how great I was, and something. Like, you know, we people can't get over themselves. That's that's the biggest problem. Yeah, it really is. And I I want to spend more time understanding how this becomes a reality for a lot of the women too. Because my thing is, if if it's anything. Well, no, let me go back because I, now I realize what I what I should say instead of what I was going to say. If you were able to hypothetically build a man up, let's just say you are capable or have that capability. How is it that everything that you build is defective when it comes to you? Mm. How come if you are the manufacturer, how is it that you can't build something up to your personal likeness? And preference how is it that every time you build something it drips off to someone else like mm. that will be a question i will have to ask and then to are you skilled enough to build healthy and positive men if this is what you're doing you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's like so many questions that we have to ask 
that to me makes these type of ability conversations a lot more difficult because then we ha we also have to be in a position to hear the truth if in fact they do come with a point or a a counter idea to what we believe but mm -hmm. i just think that is is good for us to really talk about what what bad guys feel like because all of them are not dating potential some of them just need to know what their potentials are and nobody ever told them what their potentials are to pinpoint or hone those skills and i know like after so long of being a bad guy you have to you know realize that your reputation is now on the line and usually a villain is birthed at the point where he realizes what he's up against and then still sees that there's no resources for him to use to change it and he gives up hope and say fuck it mm. so now he just gives up on himself altogether and that's when he begins to terrorize everything and everybody he's always in and out of relationships he's always got some type of drama whether that be relationship or baby mama drama mm -hmm. he's just a person that does not know any other way but his own way because we keep letting this one guy off to the wayside and never nobody sit down and say like look man you a fuck up but this is how you could change it mm -hmm. you know and pinpoint those things so i think a lot of how we view people even when we look at women too like how we look at gold diggers who are actually women who only date men for their wealth versus women with worth who sees that you have the things that can maintain or manifest what she feels like she deserves it's like a fine line between you know deserving and the gold digger that we got to mm -hmm. talk about so it's different ways for us to approach these conversations but i just think it's important for guys to know that you're not bad because that's just your outlook or outcome sometimes you just lack the guidance and now that we're of age and to you know kind of shit we damn near ogs to niggas now yeah we really are you know yeah. so yeah. it's perfect timing for us to really dig into these concepts of mm -hmm. how we can be better i mean better accountability partners for our homies you know what i'm saying because yeah. it wasn't there for us when we was coming up yeah um, and and again, it's 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 all about your circle. I mean, I'm I'm still thankful for my circle. I mean, I have people that are some are married, you know, some are in long term relationships. You know, I have some that are single. We get a good balance of people on different ends of the relationship spectrum um, when we do have conversations about different things. Um, and of course, it's a lot of jokes that go around, in, you know, in the room. But at the end of the day, uh, it's still people that's able to give their their flat out insight into whatever's going on relationship wise and give honest raw feedback um I, I, again i can't say enough for that it's just being thankful that uh, those type of people are around me where again for me they'll just mo you fucked up mm. flat out i mean i mean for a relationship it's cool to say you fucked up for some money or something like that but for a relationship you know most of the time you think your boy's gonna ride for you all the time but no for them to tell you no nah, you fucked up that's why she left or or that's why she said this or something like yo that's 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 priceless yeah because we don't realize that those are the moments where we're being taught to apologize mm. you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. that's the thing about the lesson that sometimes goes unnoticed because 
Whereas in your accountability, you may be recognizing where you went wrong, but you have to have that brother that tells you, man, look, go and tell her you're sorry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's really as much as we don't believe this to be true. In most cases, that's actually why she stayed single for six months. She was probably waiting on you to apologize. Yeah, that's a deep thought right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you didn't. You didn't apologize. And for six months, she was sitting there just waiting on you to realize where you fucked up. And then she moved on. And now you feeling like, oh, fuck that bitch. No, nigga, mm-hmm. you, she gave you six months grace period to figure yourself out as well as come to a resolve with your feelings. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you didn't take, you didn't take the opportunity, you know, to, get your shit together in that window of time that she gave you. Like a lot of women are not just single because they're completely over their exes. Like sometimes, and I know that a lot of women won't necessarily agree to this, but in my mind, based on me talking to women quite a bit, in most cases, that time that they spend to themselves is also a useful tool to give the person they truly love the grace to figure their shit out. Mm-hmm. But what would they be if they told you, you know, that that's what they were doing? They would know that you would probably manipulate that too. Mm-hmm. So they can't tell yeah. you outright, oh yeah, I was waiting on you for six months to get your shit together, but you never did. So that's why I moved on to the other. No, they ain't going to tell you that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I think about like a lot of the ways in which we've become bad guys based on ego, you know, and trying to match the homeboy that gets away with murder. Like you, you shouldn't want to be him, even though it may look appealing that this nigga's never losing. But think about all of the people that's he, that he's hurting in mm-hmm. the process, you know, mm-hmm. like we got to be a little bit more considerate of those things. But we learn every day from each other. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. you know, I've I've been in positions where it's, it's not healthy to associate with a person because you know that immediately upon thinking about being in the same room as this person, it just totally shifts your mood. You should know that that is the conversation that should be had in that very moment. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of keep giving them the opportunities to piss you off. Like, those are the things that kind of create those bad guys because you're not speaking up for issues that are visibly seen every time you're in a room with people and that changes who you are as a person you know so yeah no i i 100% agree with that one it's a lot of you know it's a lot of ways that um i'm going to use this to like identify different things that men do every day like um even with the previous conversation that i had with jay uh, just say words we were talking about like when no one's looking and like mm-hmm. the idea of being accountable for when you're not in spotlights, when you're not in the the current conversations, when you just think that you just living your life and doing your thing, like people are still watching everything. You that know? is true. Yeah. And we never consider what it's like to just be held accountable even without without having responsibility for other people like i think that that's ultimately what makes you attractive when you're responsible without having a reason to 
You know what I'm saying? Like that's what made women want to fuck mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. He got I mean, his shit together in and out of relationships. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you when you look when you're talking about that line when no one's looking. I mean, it's if if you're doing something in a way in a totally different manner or living your life completely different when you think quote unquote no one's looking. Then are you really you're really not that person that you're presenting to whoever it is you're trying to get to know exactly. who you're trying to date and anyway in the first place you're just putting on that mask for them or you putting that facade out there for them you're really even not that person so uh, so basically you have to live the life of who you are as a whole in totality anyway if you're not doing that then again you're you're destined to fail you only can keep lying about stuff or putting a certain type out there or whatever personality type or anything like that you only can do that for so long uh yeah, you have yeah. to be true to who you are and put and, and live that life every single day yeah man yeah i i mean shit we know firsthand you know what i'm saying like it's it's not easy keeping up with like multiple personalities in order to be good to people i just think that we need to have a, a character base and stick to that so um, that's the point of this conversation for all of you guys that are listening like you have to really make a strong decision about who you really would like to be in the end and um, mm-hmm. as we mentioned there is a duality because there is a bad guy whose intentions are not to actually be that but he still becomes that because he never seems to get the help or the resource or it's that bad guy that has to make a sacrifice when he knows better and he knows that it could possibly destroy the person that he can take that advantage of. You might be the bad guy that let this person down because you didn't give them what they may have wanted because you knew what they needed was best. So you have to think about your character in that way, because, I mean, either way it goes, you just want to make sure that you're in the right positions. Mm-hmm. So um, I appreciate my bro for coming through and like really sharing and breaking this down i want to get dev and playboy on here too because like i really want to get inside playboy's mind and dev is comfortable with saying problematic shit (laughs) he really is he's very comfortable in that and i don't Dev is very much like like he's the analogy king. Like if you speak to him, like we've been off about almost fifty minutes now. He's the analogy king. Like he'll probably give you like um, one analogy every ten minutes, and it may seem far fetched, but he will always bring that bitch back around. (laughs) (laughs) He he always will. And then with Playboy, Playboy is really like like you gotta. I I think you and Playboy will have like just the dopest conversation ever. Because like yeah. once Playboy really start to open up, like you'll see that like he just be having so many ideas and things like that. But on the surface, Playboy is just so cool and calm and stuff that that sometimes you got to talk to him. Like if you got to talk to me for five minutes, you may have to talk to him for ten or fifteen. Yeah. But yeah. once once, but he he be having dope ideas all the time. Yeah, he always like every time we kick it, he always just has like a perspective that you like. Damn, I wouldn't have even thought that you felt like that or. You know what I'm saying? Like he gives you those moments of those aha moments mm-hmm. in the, all in the, the conversation, time. all the time, all the time, all the time. And he don't really be thinking he said shit. He just be thinking he talked all the time, <laughs> all the time. I tell you, <laughs> all the time. I've known Playboy for over 20 years, all the time. Actually, over 30 years, probably all the time. Yeah. That's how he is. So, like, I definitely want to reach out to my brothers. You know, my other two brothers, and you know, definitely get them on for it. 
you know, other branches because we're going to cover all of the abilities as many as we can, whether that be dependability or cape ability. Mm-hmm. You know, we're at a point now where I think cape is going to be the next one where we're going to talk about, you know, protection and aspects of how we protect ourselves and our women. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, being a superhero is not realistic because we see in most of our superhero films, you know, they succumb to tragedy trying to save the world. You know, and um, we never really go into that. But it's so many things that I'm going to tackle and I'm just going to be reaching out to the bros to kind of, you know, have those conversations. So, yeah, man, like it's going to be more to come from me and the other brothers from DMST, hopefully. And um, I just appreciate Storm for coming through and starting this off for me. No, I appreciate you. Yeah, man. All the time. I just love kicking it with y'all. You know, that's always been a you know, a highlight of my career as far as like podcasting and whatnot. But for you guys that are listening, um, definitely let us know what you thought about this conversation. If by chance you agree, disagree, or there were additional points that could have been made, send them through to me at DergoBJ. That is D-E-R-G-O-B-J on Twitter. The subject change is the Instagram page. You can send me an email. That's changed subject, C-H-A-N-G-E-D change subject at gmail.com and um just let me know what your thoughts were and i want um brainstorm to give all of his information for himself and his show so that you can reach him if by chance you have any comments or anything to give to him so go ahead and give him your info bro okay uh again thanks for having me man um when you first put this out there and i saw it i'm like i definitely got to try to get down with this man i I even thought about buying a thesaurus i'm like bj gonna kill me on this show man (laughs) but uh (laughs) but uh you can find me social media everywhere dj brainstorm for you and that is the number four the letter u um that's all social media and then the show dmst um dmst boys on social media b-o-y-z and we are still live every single Sunday on Facebook. We still do our show live with our fans um, talking to us, interacting with us, doing the show. That's 6 o'clock every single Sunday. Um, and um, so just keep an eye out for us. We got new things coming, man. So we appreciate y'all. We appreciate the support. We appreciate you, BJ. You've been to Cleveland. We've been to Detroit. We got to come back to Detroit. Yeah, um, yeah, just It's, it's all love. Trust me, it's all love. For sure, for sure. I'm going to definitely make sure that you um you guys can actually link up with DMST and Brainstorm with all of the uh, promotions for the show. So um, definitely look out for that. And um, we're going to ask our women, is there something that you feel like um, in terms of ability that you would like for men to address? Um, this is very much a conversation directed to men, but it is most important that our women are listening and we're actually listening to the suggestions and things that you all feel while having these conversations. So if, in fact, you are a queen that feels like there's something that needs to be mentioned, definitely let me know that as well so we can get those conversations hashed out. But this completes part three of the ability series that we're discussing, which is account ability. And we're going to call this the bad guy versus the villain. I'll see you guys again in a few days. Peace and blessings. Talk to you soon.